Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. Dice Carnival is sponsored by the wonderful Delta 3 Designs, purveyors of delectable dice sets, dice housing, and modular buildings and terrain. Check out their online storefront at delta3designs.com to browse their collection of handcrafted TTRPG accessories. But wait! You can save 30% if you use code ARCSTONE during checkout. That's right, our listeners get 30% off when they order from Delta 3 Designs. So whether you're in the market for some colorful click-clack math rocks, or you're looking to bring your battle maps to life with masterfully designed accessories, check out delta3designs.com and let them know we sent you. Link and promo code can be found in the description of this episode. That's A-R-C-S-T-O-N-E. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician, or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin! Welcome back to Electroval. Our heroes, Soup, Hugo, Sky, and Gyenden, were catching up after performing two heists in the same evening. Sky and Hugo's quest with infamous journalist Scoop Extra was not without its complications, but it was Soup and Gyenden whose arms deal turned into a fight between the various shadow factions of the city. When given a choice, Soup the Bugbear decided to accept the help of the Authority, promising to repay the shadowy voice that seems to live within the power grid, in an unspecified way on an unspecified timeline. To the rest of the party, it is unclear if these ramblings have any grain of truth, or if they are simply born from Soup's psychedelic habits and recent paranoia. But as they watch Soup destroy two light bulbs, and confess to hearing the voice of God on the telephone, they immediately realize that they are not alone in this apartment. As the light to Soup's sister's room turns on, and a shadowy frame fills the doorway, armed and prepared to fire. You take a moment to adjust your eyes for the dimly lit interior of the shrooms that decorate this swampy living chamber are pale in comparison to the spotlight that is the remaining light bulb outcasting the figure. They speak and lower their weapon and you hear the voice say, Oh, excuse me, did somebody just break a light bulb? As the face and figure of the inventor comes into focus. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought my sister was home. He holsters uh, the Aethertech device that he was leveling to you and says, uh, Apologies, I, I meant to uh, return you this, as he, he starts fumbling in his pockets. What, he, wait, what is he holding out? The keys to the kitchen. Soup's place of work. Oh, nice. oh. Naturally, anytime. 
I wasn't entirely sure how to find you. Fortunately, your boss has your address on file, so I just took a little peek. Ah, understood. Yeah, in the other room, we were just talking about how this cat Braxton has been uh, harassing me. I look over at the light bulb and I'm talking very loudly. I could have sworn you were talking about a lightning dragon of some sort of proportion. We were talking about a cat with a very lightning kind of personality, really electric, really zappy. That's odd. I assume your heists went well. I'm gonna pull him, pull him out of the room and shut the door. You seem to be talking in complex riddles. Yeah. Do you think we're being surveilled upon? Yes. Yes. The light bulbs. You think the light bulbs are listening in on your conversation? Oh, I know they are. I sound crazy, but I've got proof. I am quite eager to hear. All right. So I'm going to head back into Loaf's room, and I'm going to check my shield. No change, just the emblem of the closed eye. The eye is still closed? Yeah. The eye was closed after you did that. Did it, I'm just curious, did the others see it when the, eye is, when the eye closed after I smashed the light bulbs? Unless someone was actively paying attention to the shield. Alright. Well, that doesn't work. I head back into the main room. Can we get a light on in here? Did someone break the bulb? Break, break oh, the no, light I bulb. smashed them. Well then, uh, Hugo, would you please be a deer? I'll, I'll hold up a flame or two. <sighs> uh, well, Gandon can affirm that we were rescued from the Free Legion by a big lightning dragon. Yes. Made of electricity. I can confirm that. And that happened after I got a mysterious call on the telephone. Um, excuse me, this isn't enough light for me. Uh, Hugo, can I borrow your sleeve? The sleeve? You see he takes your cuff and waves his hand on top of it, and then like an admin panel opens up, and he inputs a bunch of weird symbols in order to access its override. And he goes ahead and, and scrolls to a, a, a dial that he then like moves all the way up, and your suit just begins shining and growing brighter and brighter. And it doesn't hurt to look at, but it's also, uh, you know, kind of disorienting to look at. You look shining. Wouldn't have asked me to turn up the shrooms? I can ask them. You can do that? They're kind of at their max brightness right now, which is just dim light throughout the chamber. That I mean, it's just comfortable for me. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go back to, like, tending my snails a little bit while talking. But now the room is really well illuminated from the spotlight that is Hugo. <laughs> yeah. He went ahead and just sort of upped the brightness on the suit. But yeah. The, yeah. I got a call on the telephone from um, somebody, but also at the same time, um, the Free Legion was trying to interrogate me because they said that due to this shield I've got, that I am an agent of the authority. Um, so I kind of put two and two together and realized that, you know, something that controls the electricity could summon a lightning dragon. And also the lightning dragon came after I got a mysterious call on the telephone. Wait, where did you find a telephone? We were in the um, warehouse, the storehouse, the airship docks. The sky docks. 
Yes. Yay. Sorry. Thor, Thor. And also, somebody outside was yelling that that phone wasn't connected. The phone wasn't connected. The phone was not connected, but I got a call from the telephone, and then the lightning dragon showed up. Well, this is very intriguing. There's a Fancy bit more. Thing. Um, the security guards at the Sky Docks, one of them mentioned a prophecy. I'm not sure what to make of it, but I am definitely picking up on your conviction that this is serious. That was where our heist was taking place. You wait, what were you doing at the Sky Docks? And you were doing a heist happens. in the Sky Docks? Yes. So we're doing it for the sake of the 19th Street Union? You're involved with the 19th Street Union? Not really. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I just really like to help people and somebody, and, and, and Dimitri told me about how I could help people, and I ran into it without really thinking about the consequences, but then uh, the Free Legion showed up in the middle of our host and tried to steal all the weapons, but don't worry, they didn't get all the weapons, they only got, they only got half. Half of what weapons? You have energy weapons on you? Yes. He looks at, and the rest of you got roped into this? Only him! I was breaking into Tab Media Worldwide. You were performing two heists? Yes. Looks at Sky. Well, actually, we already did it, so it's already finished. You people work fast, I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> um, um, I think I'm traumatized. Hugo, you help. Hugo. Not to be uh, kicking you while you're down, but you do honestly look worse than after you took a bullet for me. Do you require some assistance? I I can't say I feel worse, but I'm close. I would love some assistance, actually. He, he puts his hand on your shoulder, which is comforting until you see a blue needle stick out of his wrist and Ooh, needles. jam it into you. Ah. Needles. <laughs> and it hurts. And it hurts you for 12 points of healing. Oh, healing damage. Healing damage. Thank you. I slapped my homie on the ass for 12 points of healing damage. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're resistant to healing damage, so that's only going to be half. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thank you. Whew. In any case... You said you had energy weapons? Yes, and I'm just gonna like, I'll pull out like a, I'll pull out a pistol. He takes a bit of a gasp and gingerly takes it from your hand and begins inspecting its exterior. And then he pops off the bottom and rapidly begins disassembling it, laying out all the parts in like neat little rows, just fully deconstructed in like a minute. Lego movie style. And you oh, say we work wrong. fast. God damn. And uh, the Free we Legion's got a bunch of weapons like these too. We, we got half of them away from them. And he just does it as like a quick draw and is just now inspecting all the parts. And then he taps his wrist and a holographic screen opens up and he begins scrolling through a library of blueprints. Well, it looks like they found at least one of my hidden designs. And then he just starts reassembling the gun. That would explain why you can do no, that I, so fast. I think we should be focused on trying to stop stop Free Legion, but at the same time figuring out what's going on. And he looks at Soup. Out of how many? Um. Uh, like, what, how many do we have? Like, 
If I counted correctly, we have um, 15 pistols, 4 additional clips of ammunition, 13 rifles, and a sword. So they have a few sword. more, so they have that, a, a little bit more, and all the rest of the clips. Don't you also have some explosives? Oh yeah, I've got some explosives. I got this one, this one, and this one. I was able to sneak- That was less than half? Yes. Yeah. That, we were just as shocked as you were. We expected less. We expected enough so we could take all of it. And then I had to, and then in order for them to not uh, take the rest of them, I had to tell them that I shoved one of them foot. Wait, what did you say? I didn't catch that. <laughs> it's it's be it's best left unsaid. No, I have to give the whole truth now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Wait, what what did you say? I didn't catch that. It's okay, you don't have to get anything out. You shoved my masterfully designed firearms up your butt. Yes, sir. Ugh. Well, I didn't actually shove it up my butt. And they believed you! I, I said it with such conviction! The Free Legion. And other than the arsenal that they assume is being held within your rectal cavity, are actually strapped to Yenden's rear. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume that they have the other half of these weapons in their hands. These weapons that I designed, that I never intended to make it make their way to any public use, let alone the city of Electroval, whose technological standards are, may I face it, in some ways genius and revolutionary, but at the same time are are quite delayed when it comes to this level of controlled weaponized energy output. And don't worry, I never shoved up my butt. Well I'm glad that you keep saying that, because I have touched every single part of this one. Do you have anything to drink? Like I mean, I've got shrooms! They work just as well! Actually, never mind, I'll distill my own. And you see, he just uh, pulls out a little briefcase, sits it on a nearby surface, and begins assembling a little distillery. <laughs> Nothing like Sky Elf vodka. What if we infused it with shroom? How about this one? And I pull out a fucking You don't need to one. be on anything. I put- I bring out one where it kind of has like- in- in the somewhat darker areas, you can kind of see it looks like a bullseye with like little rings of like blue and green kind of going out and they're kind of slowly moving. You see, he is just very delicately using an eyedropper to put a few drops of- of a specific liquid into a beaker. Like the final vat where things are poured out of, I put it in there as like- No, there's a tiny little shot glass that is just slowly filling up with clear alcohol. I just put- yeah, I just take a little bit and I just put it in there. Trust me, it'll make it better. Raises his hands up, just kind of dropping the scientific instruments that he was using. Picks up the little shot glass and looks at the tiny little fungal piece inside that just is sort of sizzling, releasing air bubbles. And he just looks at it. And he looks at you. Roll a persuasion check. It's a high DC. I don't know if anyone's gonna try to help you with this. No. No way. Okay. 20 Oh. Yeah, fuck it. And he'll just down it. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a wisdom save for him. This seems like a wisdom save type of shroom. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Not bad. He'll, he'll, he'll probably feel it later. Okay, that's good. Because we have more information to cram down his throat. Or his cheers! Call. And I'm- Cheers! And I'm gonna, uh, put the other half of it in my pipe and light it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway... And I'm, 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 I've already, I've already started puffing. Okay, you're, you're, I'll keep in mind that you are puffing. He just kind of curls his mouth, didn't taste good to him. Okay, what is your intent with these weapons? We don't know. It was more just to get them out of the hands of the Velvet Blue, which was what we initially thought they were going to. And because of your intervention, they are now in the hands of the 19th Street's Union. Uh, no, because in the middle we got stormed by the Free Legion. We have absolutely no idea how they- Oh, so they're in the hands of terrorists! How did you even have the intel to pull this off? Well, there's this guy, Dimitri. Okay. Yeah, Dimitri told us about this. Dimitri was the reason we went. Uh, basically, we I figured out about the whole thing with the 19th Street Union through him, and I offered to help him get the guns away from the Velvet Blue, but we got stormed by- Okay, okay. Um, I don't need to hear the whole, whole story again. Uh, much appreciated that you're, you're offering, but- the way you speak of him, this Dimitri, I assume, is no longer with us. Yes. So now you have a bunch of guns. The person who helped you get them is dead. The other half of them are somewhere out there underneath the machinations of a terrorist organization, who you have no clue on how to track down. And right now, you are having this conversation in a dark room illuminated by only mushrooms and my genius invention with two broken light bulbs because you are afraid that they are somehow spying on you. Yes! Don't worry, I didn't show me guns up my butt. That, I believe. He looks at Yinden and says, Does this happen often? With us, yes. And I just point at the Hugo and Sky and say, You should hear their side of this heist. Or their heist. I think I need to relax. I'm gonna get in the hammock and just chill. Chill with my shroom. You hear a little bit of a scratching inside of a briefcase. Oh my god, Otis! <laughs> you open the briefcase? Why is, why is the inventor here? He's not mentally prepared for this. He, he represents the rational perspective that is our audience. Particularly the audience who may very recently be joining us. Do you open the briefcase? Yeah, I'll open the briefcase. There is a very sharp inhale of little lungs breathing in fresh oxygen. Oh, oh, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go, what do possums eat? I'm so excited. Can I wrap my brain for what possums eat? The inventor says, the omnivores, they'll eat whatever you eat. Alright, uh, I'm gonna take some mushrooms off the walls, the ones which don't have any other effects, they're just tasty. Um, and I'm gonna- I'm gonna give them to Otis. You just kind of hold them up to Otis, but Otis doesn't seem to be super hungry. She's just kind of tired and curls up in your lap. Okay. Yeah, I'm just- I'm just gonna sit there and just- and just keep- and just get back to my mushroom and also petting Otis. There's like a little fireplace with ember shrooms that's casting warm, dry heat onto both of you. I'm not even going to ask. It's not even relevant. Anyway, the two of you had a heist as well. 
Yeah, Sky, would you like to fill him in? Yeah. Um, basically, we ended up breaking into the offices of Tab Media and um, coming away from it with Lloyd Tab's personal blackmail files. On everyone. Or everyone who he has. Ooh, I wonder if there's a file for you. I think that I'm going to be the next person who gets shot by the people who are trying to assassinate you. I, well, they don't know it's us. You're certain you left no evidence at the scene of the crime? No. <laughs> Nothing that, that, that could be attributed to your identity a completely clean crime scene. Nothing no. traced back. They may have defaced a painting, but... And started a fire. But, but none of that traces to me personally. Fire thing you started it to me. But anybody can start a fire. Exactly. Are any of you inside this cache of blackmail? I am. Do you know of anyone else in that file? Who has pyroclastic capabilities? No. Well, it's a great thing that you did not steal it from the head of a powerful media conglomerate that has access to professional journalists and investigators who look into this stuff as a professional living. If you give me the guns in the dossier, I give you my word, I will make sure that they get buried deep, deep, deep. Okay, but somebody well, might- let's start by using the dossier first. If it has any information pertaining to our- they want to use the dossier. They want to use the dossier. No, let's let's see. I want to hear this. I want to hear what the next step is, because it hasn't gotten you killed yet, and it certainly won't get you killed on the next step, or the one after that, or frankly, a week from now. Who knows? Maybe all of us will live happily ever after, and the Sky Realms, maybe uh, Shattered Isles, and we get to enjoy a beautiful retirement together, sipping pina coladas and watching the sunset on the stratosphere. No. It hasn't. I'm just not gonna mention that I've died multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> <sighs> I just give Hugo a quick bath in the head with a cure wounds. How much healing damage? Oh right, I gotta roll healing with that. Yeah. Uh, he has my spells. Give us that healing damage. Oh wait, that's a healing word. I didn't prepare a cure wounds. Uh, it's okay. You'll feel a little better. You'll get five hit points better. <laughs> well, I can't do this alone. I need you guys' help. I'm, I think I know the first thing about solving my own innocence. That's all. That's the baseline of what needs to happen right now. Hmm. Now, if only the voices of the paragons and the telephone would actually fucking tell me something. Files on Gilded, on Dimitri, on Jed, and everybody just. What do they have? What's in there? Sorry, is that a. What's that magazine you have? <laughs> Wait, I wouldn't know what the magazine is. <laughs> Whatever reading you want to do, feel free to do in your own time. I honestly think I have overslept, especially considering that I missed two heists and the four of you making your lives much, much more complicated. You have your keys, I did my best to clean up that butcher's kitchen, though I don't really know if it could be considered clean to begin with. Lopes, uh, huh? No, 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 your boss's uh, 
office. So, former boss, were you fired? I'm not entirely certain. I only overheard a little bit of it. Don't know, and I don't want to think about it right now. Did you, did you, did you put Loaf's room exactly back as you found it? I haven't had a chance to make the sheets, but I tried not to make too much of an impact. I left my shoes at the door. But before you leave, I, I, when I try to do the sheets, they're never flat right. You see, he goes in and begins folding sheets. Do I need to keep the, you know, on, or do I need to rely on Hugo's assistance in order to navigate the space? I can leave it on. Hello, Deep State. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay. Uh, guiding the civilian populace towards the future that you have engineered. And then he starts making the sheets. Not even real hacks. And when he's done, he just steps out and slowly turns the light off. If I may ask... Yes? How might I say this? I was part of, you might say, an assassination. Though I didn't know it was going to be an assassination. I simply just sold some technology to the wrong place. But I think I might have an idea on where this individual might be hiding, who used my technology to end quite a number of undeserving lives. I know now that they have their base set up in the city, or at least the city below this one. Mm -hmm. The problem is, when I made my way to the entrance I originally used to navigate down there, I found out that it had collapsed. It would probably take multiple teams of ten in several days to dig through that rubble. I have an idea on how we could potentially get to the old city. The entrance I used was within the spirit ward and, and was accessible during low tide. This time, however, as it is collapsed, you are going to need to find a different way in. But I think I might have one, or at least... A name that can get you to one. A coyote of sorts. Like an actual coyote? Of sorts. I don't know this individual very well. Hmm. But I do know they have ties. I'm not certain how deep their relation is with the Twisted Dagger, but they go by Maj. In fact, I know that they are known to frequent a watering hole called the Drowned Galleon. Down off a... Uh, island in the inlet of the spirit ward. Alright. Well, you don't really have many other options. If you could work your various magics and find where this mage is, he or she or whatever, may be able to assist you in getting you underneath. The question is, well, is if you can come to an arrangement with them. Well, it seems that I had to say what I had to say. Do we have any more debts to settle? Any more assistance you require of me before I go deep underground? And you go, I suppose, even deeper? I'm going to hold out my two broken pieces of sledgehammer and I say, Can you fix this? He inspects it with an inquisitive eye. Well, the hammer seems to be in decent condition, or at least in terms of the head. The shaft is absolutely ruined, though. Do we have a ten-foot pole left? Me. What about those electric batons? Oh, you're right. Yay! I hold out the 
Billy Club. <laughs> you pull out the little uh, stun baton that was used against you by the security guards. It's like a a, a, a a stick that has like two little metal prongs at the tip of it. This one would actually be charged because Dimitri took the other one. And you see as he squeezes a, 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 an indentation on it, you start seeing an electric charge crackle between the two prongs. And the inventor says, I think I could work with this. I could certainly work with this. The question is, do you simply want me to adapt this baton's property to your sledge, or, or would you prefer if I did something that wouldn't be as potent as a, a, a simple stun, or I could make modifications to it that wouldn't be as simple as a stun baton, but you would be able to send out a less potent electrical discharge more consistently and on a better battery life. But it won't be enough to to stun someone. I think that, that... I'll put it in more technical terms. We have a choice here. Either we could take this stun baton, attach it to the head of the hammer, and essentially make it a hammer that, once for a recharge, you can attempt to stun someone with it. Alternatively, I could make some Aether Tech modifications, create a repeating circuit, and it would essentially electrocute someone every time you hit them with it. <laughs> I'm sure that modifications like that would void the warranty, but I doubt that's what you're most concerned with, considering that you probably stole this as well. One charge or a bunch of charges? If you went with the former option, you would have to charge it on Electrovolt's power grid, or whatever alternative form of energy you can adapt to electricity. But if I make my own modifications, it would necessarily need to be charged more than maybe once a week, and would uh, regain its power stores quite rapidly. My, my proprietary designs are quite good at retaining their charge. I think I will go with the latter. All right then. Uh, I'm gonna need a couple of parts. Uh, I'm going to need a couple of parts. Uh, Hugo, pass me a couple of uh, filaments from that broken light bulb. Yes, sir. The shadows all shift as Hugo walks a few feet in the room. Would you like some? Would you like? Would you like some guidance from from the great world we live in, sir? What did you say? I'm offering. Uh, I'm offering to cast guidance on. He's, he's too good. He doesn't have to roll a check. Oh, okay. You. Focus on your possum and pipe. Uh, I, I, I think I'm quite capable. Also, he seems a little wobbly and squinty and aware of that. And he seems a little bit reluctant to accept more spores from you. <laughs> but he'll continue to work nonetheless. Alright, all of you settle in. I'll be out of here shortly. And for what it is worth, I respect all of you. I respect your capabilities, your ambitions, as well as your ability to put up with me. The very least I can do is put up with your own shenanigans. I can't exactly pretend to be an easy individual to know myself. Once I get off the grid, I'll have plenty of time to reflect on that. Tinker some new items. Perhaps even consider a life not on the land. And if I I can offer you anything by the time this clears up. Please, please be prepared to, to bring it to me. 
But, in the meantime, the threat that we pose onto each other's safety is... It is just too much. It is is too likely for disaster. It has too much risk of collateral. Please understand. But please, if I can ask you anything, kill this madman or disable him or banish him to some shadow realm. Whatever it takes for him not to be a threat. This is not the type of person you can redeem. You have to stop them before the problems they pose spread to more people. And I can assure you that Citadel, the monarchs of lesser evils, I suppose, monarchs of lesser evils, will not be sad to see him go. And I personally will feel quite relieved to have my freedom. He looks at all of you, and then he gets to work on Gendon's hammer. Also, while we are on that topic, do you want me to take the guns in the dossier? I can make sure that all of the components you hand to me can no longer be used to hurt anyone, yourselves included. Yandan has better judgment than me. What do you find? Who? Yandan has better judgment than me. Yandan, will... what do you think? Um, I will take one rifle and he can have the rest. Oh, wait. That and the sword. Do you just empty the guns? Um. Or do you gingerly take them out one at a time? One at a time. So you just begin a, a fireman carry all of you to just start setting weapons on all available surfaces and leaned up against various walls and nails sticking out of the ver- the, 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 the wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Would you like to describe exactly what was in the bag? Yeah. Um, I think I've been over most everything that was in the bag. Um, but for Hugo and Sky, and for maybe me, who didn't take as good of a notes on exactly what you stole. Um, yeah, I would like to know. Yeah, okay. So, as I said before, there's the rifles, the pistols, the pistol ammo, and the sword. And as I'm bringing out the stuff, I say, This equipment struck a nerve with me because in my first life, I was killed. My entire tribe was killed with weapons of these kinds. And I hold up the sword. It's like, this sword, or at least a similar model, killed me. Ah, yes. My uh, previous banner was quite fond of using the advanced technology to give certain vested interests an advantage over their rivals. In exchange for being worshipped as divine entities through means of theater and subterfuge. They then could mm, demand whatever tribute they wanted, supplying their otherwise resource-limited city. I take it that those that were responsible for your previous grievance rushed at you with divine fervor? Not to criticize or dismiss what you went through. Mm. I am simply confirming to you and myself how heartless Citadel really is when it comes to the lives of sovereign people. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry that that happened to you. Um, that being said, I'd like a gun as well. <laughs> well, okay, if, if you give gun, then we should probably keep the ammo that's still in the, that's still in the other guns. Because we don't have any extra ammo. So we have to take that out. Otherwise, you just do one boom, two boom, and you're all out. And that's sad. Are you okay? If you are wondering about the weapons themselves, the rifles, and, uh, Greg, how many rifles did you say? Um, 13? 
Yeah, 13 rifles and 15 pistols, along with four additional pistol clips. Yep. These rifles, they are going to produce about four shots per clip before they need to be reloaded. The problem is, well, ammo is quite limited. The pistols, however, are able to fire six more control bursts before they need to be replaced. Hmm? Extra ammo for those? He picks up one of the pistols, puts a button on the side, and catches the clip as it falls out the bottom. Yeah, like that! You just empty them out before we disassemble the rest of them. Now the thing is, is I would love to deny you these weapons and give you an entire speech to explain why it is bad in numerous aspects to be showing these things off around the city. Because I am firmly in the camp of arms nullification. But because these are your objects, your spoils, and I am simply a consultant in all of this, I will default to whatever you decide and be required to trust your further judgment on how best to handle these arms. And if more people end up dead because of it, I will simply have to wipe my conscience of it. I appreciate it. I don't like killing people. All right. So how many guns do you want? Me personally, or us as a group? I am simply doing some math to work out how much entertainment I'll have disassembling these weapons during my seclusion. Uh, well, I'd like a pistol. He gestures and says, take a pistol. I'm gonna get a pistol and some however much extra ammo I can get. How much extra ammo do you get? Because there are 15 pistols, none of which have been fired and as an additional four clips of ammo. Technically, five clips of ammo since he's taken the one out of the one he's holding. Actually, you know, I'll take two pistols. <laughs> two pistols? Because oh, yes. Cinematic. Yeah. Okay, you, you have two pistols. Not one, but two. In case one breaks. I can assure you that these ones don't have a chance of misfiring. I mean, that's good. Thank you. I designed them myself. Good, good work. You only have to worry if you are on the other end of it. You want two guns and how much ammo? Do you have any use for the ammo? You're disassembling them all, right? Yes, I will destroy it and... Then we'll take all of it. Perhaps channel the energy into an additional project. I'll just keep the sword. Wait, <laughs> I thought you were taking a shotgun. Um, no shotgun. Uh, the, 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 he was going to take a okay, rifle. I've changed my rifle. mind about the rifle. How Super. much spare ammo is there for the rifle? There's uh, 13 times 4, um, 52. Hugo, you want a rifle? I have no idea how I can shoot one of these things. But you can hold it. If you pick it up, you, you, you kind of got to, like, you know, put your body under it a little. Never fired one before. You don't know what that would feel like, but it might feel awesome. You want to pull the trigger? No. Please <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't destroy my apartment. <laughs> Don't worry, Soup. Only one thing here is getting destroyed, and it appears to be you right now. <laughs> You're saving me from panicking even more if you haven't noticed. And it feels nice. You want to join me? I got no. a possum. And, well, how little I have bandwidth for at the moment. Can I, can I have the possum? But I assume there's a very good story about it. Otis, do you want to sit with me or with Daddy Cannon? <laughs> he looks down at the possum, and the possum is motionless. It is not moving. Whatever happened to the hand? 
I checked down on my leg. It's still there, right? It is. It gives you a gentle little love squeeze. No, no, I don't want to hold you. <laughs> I'll, I'll just reach over and like and like pet it a little bit. Goes on like one finger. Oh, actually, though, as you ask about you know holding the possum, the hand kind of flinches and just begins crawling up your leg. It jumps off Gendon's leg and begins crawling up your arm and puts itself on your shoulder. Hey, Beefy Boy, do you want to go give Jaden a hug? I like the hand. Beefy Boy is currently in the tank right now. He has made his way over. Have I been feeding him extra? I don't know. I thought I gave the rest of them enough to... Beefy Boy, why are you so big? You big boy. You notice now... Compared to the other snails, he is significantly larger than he was. Hmm. Better watch out. Snails. Don't eat any of your brothers or your sisters or any other siblings of any other gender, okay? <laughs> you hear me? Bifu Boy continues occupying the small pool in the middle of the tank, where it seems all the other snails are sort of pressed along the outer glass, far away from him. Of course, you do notice with your passive perception a growing pile of snail shells within the basin of the water. What? Is Has that always been a thing? Oh, <laughs> stop. If you'd better protect I take it, I take another. I take another big draw from my pipe. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. I don't want to think right now. <laughs> what? So if you'd better protect all those non-binary snails from being cannibalized. <laughs> Maybe it's just the circle of life. Just as C taught me. I don't know. Okay then. Anything else from anyone? We're, we're getting Hugo uh, uh, right. Oh yeah, we were talking about guns. So Sky gets two pistols. Hugo, you want a rifle? Okay. In in Gendon, you don't want a rifle. No, I don't. I don't want a rifle. Soup, do you do, do you gonna are you gonna demand a rifle? No. Soup has explosives. Soup, soup does out. have explosives. I like what I've got already. It feels more my energy. <laughs> you need help. Oh, I'm getting help right here. That doesn't seem to be helping. Don't worry, honey pie. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a long bug bear arm reaching across the room, patting <laughs> you on the head. Okay then, the inventor says standing there. For the purposes of accounting, Sky, you want two pistols and all the pistol ammo. He looks around at everyone. Is that all right with you? Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Have at it. And Sky, uh, yeah, you have, you can add 19 or, or a note of 19 energy pistol clips to your inventory, including in the two guns you have, because there's 15 guns, and Soup and Gindan picked up an extra four clips of ammo, so Sky's going to be busy doing that for the next few minutes. Thank you. Uh, and Mr. Hugo Brassleaf, um, how many spare clips do you want for your new toy? Is it perhaps less than all of them? Oh, this thing will not be a toy, I assure you that. How many clips are there existing? There are 13 guns. 13 guns? Then I'll take... If there were 8 more guns, though. Then I'll take, like, 6 clips or something like that. 
six fucking clips. You guys are armed to the <laughs> fucking teeth. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say, I fully intend to use them all. <laughs> that will be determined <laughs> by if I need to use them all. I'll just take six. Is six a lot? I don't know. Uh, you gave us half the guns, Adrian. I set up a situation with guns, and you guys are entitled to as many or as few of the spoils of your conquest as you would like. You only have to even take any of these. If, if you don't want. Well, they wouldn't be nice. We have to share the powers that be. If, you could, have, you, if you, I you, have any ammo left over, I'll just have a big freedom moment at the end and just fire. Rather than reload mid-combat, you could just have a second gun in Gindan's fanny pack. <laughs> and you could just drop the used one into it and pull out a fresh one. Oh, oh god. One. That is such a good strategy. Do you want a second gun? Do you want a but second also, gun? Do you want to in the future clap Gindan's ass for more thunder? The powers that be. Do you that want to would right be right? really nice and it would give the inventor anxiety. Yes. Uh, I will, unless these prove to be an insane amount of fun or very useful, I will be giving these back to you for disassembly. Okay. I, I will I be making that... no such promises. As Sky just pulls out a purse and just begins shoving ammunition into her bag. <laughs> and that's what we call an honest woman. <laughs> you 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 begin to hear Dolly Parton's nine to five playing in a nearby corridor. All right, so as that happens, all of you can make your way to whatever corners of Soup's apartment you want to fall asleep in. Which, you know, except for well, Soup, uh, you you can just fall asleep in the chair. Um, there was a chair. There is now apparently. There is also the couch, and there is a hammock, and there is a bed. Actually, I don't know why any of you slept on the floor <laughs> the last time you were here, and. We can go ahead and cut to the next day. Hi there, this is Adrian. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an update about what's been going on, because frankly, I think you deserve it. To begin with, you should know that I'm not a professional content creator. I haven't worked on any professional movie sets. I am a 22-year-old dude who likes playing Dungeons and Dragons, and likes making content, and likes coming up with cool stories. And when you're someone like me, who is doing this out of a lot of passion, who maybe doesn't have a ton of experience creating good content, marketable content, you don't necessarily have all the industry experience. You, you aren't the type of person, no matter how much you want to be, to be able to make everything as cinematic as you could possibly imagine it, to make everything as crisp and production tight as you would want it. And the truth is, I'm happy about that. I, I like doing this because it's fun. I like meeting other people in the space, like from the Mighty MCAS and Johnny from the Majestic Goose Network, the Dial M from Magic Crew. They're all incredibly awesome, not just because they are making this content and they are putting out the effort to 
to to contribute to a space that means so much to them. The reason why we do what we do is because frankly we enjoy it. We like the connection. We like the stories we get to tell. Playing tabletop role playing and and especially in my case Dungeons and Dragons, it opens the doors to so many worlds that that it's just hard to to do more than imagine. Content has been on a bit of a hiatus uh, up until now, and there was a reason for that. Very uh, serious reason, and that comes down to what I just said. I'm not an audio professional, and when some of my incredibly janky audio setup got the footage uh, corrupted, it kind of came up to me to apply amateur sound design skills and overdubs and redubs and all the dubs, dubs to you by the way, in order to, to create something that, that sounded good that captured at least some of the original meaning of the story. Because the truth is is that I really enjoy it and I, I think that the stuff, it deserves to be told. I feel really regretful that things didn't work out quite the way they did, but I am intent on making sure that you get a chance to hear it. Dice Carnival has become already so much more than I could have imagined. And the crew, Ben, Ariel, Misha, Greg, they're great people that I am so honored to know and get to hang out with and, and bounce a combination of cursed and brilliant ideas with. But the fact that they've stuck with me this far and, and, and continue to want to come back to this story that we all sort of tell as friends, but market to you guys so that way you can kind of tag along with us as well. It means more than I ever possibly thought it could. Now, we're still a long way from some of the loftier projects we all want to get to at a certain point, and honestly, right now, I'm, I'm happy just to create good content for you guys. But we got a, a couple of good series that are coming out, and I think that you should you know, listen along to this little bit. Once I get past this corrupted audio uh, that has affected uh, a couple episodes of Electrovol and the Witchlight series, we've got a ton of, of content, like probably more like 15 episodes between the two, of, of just easy to produce, roll out, good footage. And if you can't tell from already, I've got a, a, a new mic, I've got new headphones, I've got just a, a general better audio setup. I've been learning how to use Audacity and other sound design platforms, and I've I've really am making a commitment that if 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 maybe there is issues with the audio that I am sending you, I want it to sound better from a fundamental principle, and I want this experience to carry forward in the series to give you guys the sound quality that you deserve, because. Once you are enjoying the sound quality, that means that you can enjoy the story quality, which I know might at times be campy and pulp and just downright chaos sometimes, but it's, it's, uh, I mean, you've listened this far, I guess, so if there's a problem, it's, 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 we, we all kind of got to share the blame on that one, right? But in all honesty, we have a, a ton of great content lined up right now. We've got a few collaborations. We've uh, got a series going on with the Dial M for Magic podcast. Uh, I mentioned them before. 
What the Dice. Had a, I'm having a great time with Dan from there as well. Uh, and, and Cody, Cody, you love Cody, Philo, from Wild Beyond the Witchlight, uh, from, from the Homebrew D&D podcast. Uh, we're, we're kind of combining all of our, our talent and resources there to put together a, a campaign, a, a reasonably sized uh, sort of limited series that uh, we're, we're, we're getting ready to release in the future. Uh, in addition to, I've got some extra hands working on here. I've got my friend Daniel, who is incredibly talented. He's actually taking some old footage from a series we recorded. Footage that is all really good. And the reason why I never got around to it is because it's, it's a lot of content. It's like more than 10 hours worth of content there. And I kind of sent it all over to him. So he's, he's doing all of his sort of post-production direction capabilities and the sound that I get from that one is, is really excited. The, uh, the uh, series we're going with is called Alcazar's Odyssey and it's adapted from one of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Candlekeep Mystery Adventures. And let me say it was, a, it was a ton of fun to do that one. We've got a really, really great cast. Greg is in there. Uh, we've got Geo. We've got another awesome dude named Norman. Uh, who uh, I, I got to work on there, and yeah, he's 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 hella dope. So keep an update on that as well. Uh, we also got some some other great content coming out. Misha started their own series where they talk to content creators uh, in in the guise of a of a gnomish character. It's it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it justice explaining it here and now. You're just gonna have to listen to it when it rolls out. Uh, I, I scheduled it and can commit to getting it published on on the 18th of March. So unless something drastically changed, I'll send out an announcement for that. But keep an update for that. That is when I am expecting to get that out. And it is it's incredible. Misha does such a great job running a show. And yeah, we've got Witchlight. We've got this. We've got... House of Lament, which we are, are legitimately going to finish. We love the gnomes. We love that little story. Uh, so, be sure to stick with all of us. Thank you again. Thank you for your patience. Thanks for just being awesome and supportive. Really the best way that you can support our content. I mean, sure, promo codes, retweets are, are nice like that, but the, the best thing you can do is just enjoy it. Sit down. Maybe tell a friend if, if you're really getting invested in here and you think that friend would like it too. But we're not trying to, you know, market it to them. We're trying to market it to you. We're trying to market it to the people who genuinely enjoy the craziness, who enjoy the jazz and the dancing skeletons and, you know, ninja sex workers that populate this, this kind of crazy world we all had a hand in making. And I get to wake up each day and think, wow, I guess this crazy thing could happen. Eh, might as well make it happen. <laughs> but no. Thank you. You rock. Keep kicking ass. And uh, don't forget to love one another. You have been listening to Electroval, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. 
And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell.